Well, good morning, friends and neighbors. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. On the other line with me right now is none other than Jim Miracle Max Nelson. How are you doing, Jim? Have fun storming the castle. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, No, actually, that's the first time you didn't say better than I deserve. That's right. And that's okay, because we know it's a given, right? (laughs) So, um, how's your day been? Let me put it that way. How's your week been? Oh, interesting. Yeah? <laughs> uh, my my dryer went out on me, replaced it um, almost, and got up on my roof, did some work on the roof. Uh, I've been busy. Sounds like it. Yeah, me too. I My truck is out of actually out of commission right now. I've got a guy coming over tomorrow. I don't know if it's the flywheel, the starter, or a combination of the two. Um, but... Uh, Maybe I need to call Miracle Max, you know, because I I don't know what's wrong with it. And you think uh, it'll awake? I don't. I it can't wait. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll take a miracle, right? Right. Of course, when uh, when it can't be fixed, there's only one thing to do, and that's go through under the seats and look for loose change. That's uh, right. Anyways, but and then have it towed off. No, I I uh, I have a friend coming over uh, in the morning to uh, take a look at it and and uh, help me out with that. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's the ticket right there. You've uh, I'm go ahead. I'm good. You're good. I'm good. Okay, but you're better. I, well, no, that depends on who you ask and uh, what <laughs> what they're referring to. You know. Yeah, so funny. anyway, um, yeah, it's been busy for me at work. We've uh, we've hit some goals this week. Doing great. Oh, I I've got some good news, Jim. I did yes. not tell you this. Um, I'm ready for some good news. We are going to be on Google Play hopefully within the next couple of days. That's yeah. pretty darn awesome. Right up there with all the other podcast movies and all those other audio treats. Awesome! Yep. So good stuff there. Hey, hey, have you got your tracker up? I do. I'm swallowing some of that liquid refreshment. Liquid refreshment. Yeah, before, uh, before Jim came uh, on, um, we talked a little earlier. Didn't cover anything in the tracker like we normally do. And I told him that I was going to go down to the gas station, and he already knew what I was going to say before I said it. Get some liquid Liquid refreshment. refreshment. Yes. Um, For me, that's different than what it is for some people. Um, I get the non-alcoholic kind. I actually ordered a a gallon of... Ordered. You don't order anything at the convenience store gas station. You just go in and get it. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I got um, a gallon of milk, a diet uh, soda for myself, and uh, Seth wanted a Dr. Pepper. Uh, two carrot cakes, two chocolate uh, chip muffins, and I think that about did it. And the weird thing was, we had an accident in town earlier uh, today where they had a chemical spill, from what I understand, but they were directing traffic around it. Well, yesterday, we had a ton of rain, so I had to ride my motorcycle through about five to six inches of water. And something in the electrical system got wet, because so, my headlights have been going off and on sporadically. So that was fun. I didn't realize that until I got to the gas station, which unfortunately is right around the corner. So um, hopefully that'll dry out. My headlights will get back to normal. So that's that's the dangers of riding a motorcycle through uh, through rain and puddles and stuff. So, yep, you you were considering um, the thought crossed your mind to get a motorcycle here this week. You still yeah. are you still entertaining that idea? Well, I. I would if I've I've kind of decided that that's not the direction I, I should go okay. because I I don't have the very good fortune to live in 
uh, Arizona or New Mexico or, or some other place, a semi-rural area, I could I could use it year round. Right, that's true. I live I live in the Great White North Eight. Well, not quite that far north. I live in in Michigan, so the 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 idea of putting money out for something I'm only going to be able to use for a portion of the year, six months if you're lucky. If I'm lucky, yeah, yeah. Um, but if uh, if I could find my way out of my van, I'm upside down in my van the way I'm upside down in my house. Uh, I'd I'd find my way into some little economy car, yeah, um, to try to save on some gas. Yeah, you know, um, I was looking at. Uh, have you thought about one of these Tesla vehicles? They're probably not. They're expensive, but they they're economic from what I understand. I was looking at their stock the other day. They're up pretty high. I that was the one thing I told you. Well, I, I've been checking out stocks lately because yes. of that app. That app. I'll go yes. ahead and get into that right now. My brother, uh, my brother told me about this app called Robinhood, and um, where you can commission free get um, sh- buy and sell stocks from your smartphone. And so I downloaded it. I attached ten dollars to it. And bought 40 shares of stock. Let's see, I've got it here in the tracker, Jim. I bought 40 penny stock shares at $3.56. I, I bought that on, I think it was Wednesday. I sold them two days later for $5.80. Profit, 63%. Not bad for my first trade. Now, here's the thing. If I had known that it was going to be less than two days later, a 63% profit... I probably would have sunk about $200 into it. Right. But that's life, right? So yep. anyway, yeah, that's, but Robinhood, yeah, that's my experience with it so far. And I'm still looking around. I'm still looking around. So uh, who knows what I'll buy next? I'll figure it out. So, so Jim, did you uh, think of a quote for the day? Did you come up with a good one? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, you didn't yet, right? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'm going to run with this one. Okay. Jim's quote uh, for the day, folks. Get ready. Here it is. Well, it's not it's not original to me. Okay. But uh, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Right? I love the Reagan. When you can't make them, yeah, when you can't make them see the light, make them feel the heat. I like that one. <laughs> That's very good. And, and personally, I want—I I just want to announce right now, the candidacy, the, the candidacy. Uh huh. You're running for... of Zombie Reagan. Oh yeah, yeah. Zombie yeah. Reagan. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. See, yep. that's that's what we need for president. We need Zombie Reagan. I've got a good quote for you, and I read yes. this today. I don't know who said it. Author unknown. I'll attribute it to him because he's he's done a lot of stuff. Um. In order to say yes to your priorities, you have to be able to say no to something else. Now, think yes. about that. I, I have uh, a lot of time, and I hate to sound like the bad guy when I talk about this, but a lot of times I have overworked myself to death by putting too many irons in the fire by telling other people yes. I'll do that. Jason, you that. Oh, say yeah. it isn't so. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um. And one thing I've learned, too, and this is original from me. I made this up, and you could quote me on it. If you put too many irons in the fire, eventually you'll smother the fire. <clears throat> yep. So, And I've felt that way many, many, many times. 
you can get burned out. You, you really can. you got to be careful not to do that. Find the things you're passionate about and stick with them. Don't worry about what other people ask you to do. Now, you know, if it has to do with your livelihood, you know, if your boss asks you to do something, uh, yeah, do it. Otherwise, you won't have a problem smothering the fire because uh, there'll be no fuel for the fire. <laughs> so, right. Um, but you know what I mean? Just just uh, don't overwork yourself. And, and I don't I don't care if it's, you know, take care of the ones you love, obviously, if it's a spouse or something. But you can even do too much for your spouse. You can. You some people might argue with me on that point, but I've been there. I know what that's like. Um, I think you would agree with me on that, Jim. Do you have any thoughts there? Hmm. You're going to plead the fifth, yes. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'm going to have to plead the fifth for the time. Right. No, I I completely understand. No, I mean, it's it's like the old saying goes, when I tell you I'm going to do something, you don't have to tell me over and over and over. I'll get to it in six months, you know? So, right. <laughs> and, and that's true with a lot of guys. But, you know, think of the things that guys do do besides going out and making a 40 to 60 hour a week living. Um, not that women don't do that, too, but there are a lot of situations where women stay at home with the children and take care of the house. Uh, that's management in a whole different realm. That is not. I, I don't consider women who do that as non-workers in the workforce. I don't. Um, so don't get me wrong. But yeah, they're they may not be in the workforce, but you don't marginalize their work in the home. See, what women have to understand is that when the husband gets off of a ten or twelve hour day, he is tired. He does not feel like mowing the yard. He would rather do that on his day off when he's refreshed and ready to do that kind of work. What men need to understand is that she just put up with three screaming kids all day has got the third meal of the day on the table for the the gentleman most of the time. And if she doesn't, it's just because she's been wiped out. Um, it's it's not easy, no matter... And even if she's not been working at home, she's probably been working in the workforce. There has to be a mutual understanding of what each other is going through so that there can be a yes. mutual appreciation of what each other has gone through. And sometimes, you know what? Let the lawn go. Kick back on the couch. Turn on Netflix and cuddle. That's the best thing you can do. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. There is. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, I can relate to the guys and and, and the women who, who aren't as fortunate as the people who engage in those kinds of relaxation. That's all I got to say about that. So, you know where I'm at. I'm pouring myself a little more water. Best thing to drink before you go to bed. Water. I, we get the bottled water yeah, here because it's a commodity, just like electricity uh, and and uh, and gas. One one thing I'll say in agreement with uh, what you were talking about yeah. is, um, a lot of times, out of sight, out of mind. If, yeah. if you don't see what your spouse, and this goes both ways, if you don't see what your spouse is going through, um, then you don't appreciate. You know, when that when that husband goes out to work, he's battling the Mongolian hordes for all you know. Um, right. And and he's wiped out. The husband, you know, she's been she's been back and forth battling traffic, going back and forth to the grocery store and and every other every other thing. The kids at school, uh, dealing with the kids themselves, making sure that yep. the the laundry's done. It, the list goes on and on and on. 
for both parties. But the problem is out of sight, out of, out of mind. mind yep. And because you've had a rough day and you're focused on your rough day, you're not asking the question, did, how was your day? Right. Did you did you see the video about the magic table? Talked about this exactly. It was floating around Facebook for a while. A guy has a day off, so he's just laying around the house. His wife comes in and says, what is wrong with you? There's pizza boxes on the counter. There's this. There's clothes on the floor. He goes, relax. He said, I, 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 he said, I found out the house is magic. So what are you talking about? He takes the pizza boxes, set them on, sets them on the table. He goes, I found out that if you set the pizza boxes on this table, eight hours, they're gone. They're thrown away automatically. And if you put the clothes over here in this corner, eight hours later, they're magically washed, cleaned, and folded, and put, you know... He's attributing everything that she does to it's magic, and it is, <laughs> but not the kind of magic he's thinking about. So yeah, it was a great video yeah. floating around for a little while. So um, he's about to get slapped in the back of the head yeah. for that one. Yep. Hey, um, I heard this story. I read this story uh, this week about a woman uh, down in Florida that beat a police officer, uh, assaulted several police officers with a broken windshield wiper. Did you hear about this? She ripped a windshield no, wiper off of her vehicle and started beating these police officers. It reminded me years ago of a story I heard uh, about a guy at a four-way stop that there was a little raid road going on between him and the other guy. He was driving uh, a van. He stepped out of the van and, and ripped the antenna off of his van and beat the guy to death. And uh, the headlines the next day said that uh, the man was assaulted and died of venereal disease. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, lame. You didn't. I you did. Just yeah. went there. Oh no! <laughs> that was an that's, old that's, joke. That's right up there. That's right up there with. Uh, you remember Tombstone Pizza? Oh yeah. What do you want on your do tombstone? What do you want on your tombstone? Pepperoni. But do you remember that? But do you remember when we were in Bible College? When well, they first came out with that with that sales. Routine, right? Uh, they didn't put what the product was. They just had all of these billboards all over town, where all it yeah. said was, "What do you want on your tombstone?" And that ended up making it into a chapel service sermon. What do you want on your tombstone? I don't remember that. Who 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 deli- <laughs> who gave that delivery? I don't remember. It was it was a good sermon. Uh, I mean. D- thought-provoking as it needed to be uh but with it was funny because within a within a week of that time we all ended up finding out no 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 that was for tombstone pizza Pizza, (laughs) yep i remember those old commercials they were classic you know some guy was getting ready to get hung and he was smoking a cigarette and they're like what do you want on your pete on your tombstone it's like pepperoni (laughs) like the french foreign legion they were in a lot of those Boy, there's some old old uh, classic commercials back in those days, weren't they? Remember, where's the beef? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a great. Or um, uh, it's shaking bacon. I helped. <laughs> it's shaking bacon. I helped. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's shaking bacon. I helped. Or if it says Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the label, 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 you will like it, like it, like it on the table, table, table. Don't remember that one. I remember the I remember the old Kodak commercial with James Garner and his uh, female sidekick. I can't think of her name, but it'll come to me later. But anyway, yeah. Um, let's move right. 
right along through ho, the ho, ho. Green giant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Jim, Um, you and I came from a college where we were required to wear a sport coat when yes. we went to classes. Do you remember this? Yep. Do you remember if anybody do, ever did not wear a sport coat and tie? Yeah. Did anybody ever not um, wear that? I don't think did so. They cut us some, did they cut us some slack in the summer? I don't think so. I don't remember. But do you, do you still wear neckties every now and then? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Pretty much every Sunday. Every yeah. Sunday. Um, here... Um, well, I teach uh, yeah. the adult Sunday school, so... Um, I really don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen a tie in church. Um, yeah, it's been a little while, a couple of years. I uh, I wear the bolo ties every now and then. Of course, I make my own. That's fun. That's fun. I'm gonna have to make one, especially for you, Jim, and send it to you. Um, cool. Maybe it'll have like a stuffed R O U S for the uh, no. <laughs> Rodents of unusual size. Yeah. Rodents of unusual size? Yeah. I'll, yeah. No, I'll just make anyway. Um no, that wouldn't fit on a bolo tie. Um yeah, but um you know, I, I will say this. You can uh, I even though I don't wear a necktie so often, I have I have quite a collection of them. I have some that my grandfather owned. Um but I do I do like to wear a sport coat. There I saw an article today um how to wear sport coats with jeans. Which it, my first thought was, well, you just wear one. It doesn't really matter. And then when I went to the article and I started looking at the pictures, I realized what they were talking about. There is a wrong way to wear a sport coat with jeans. And one, it would be a sport coat that's actually designed to be like part of a suit. The thin, solid right. color. You wouldn't want to wear that with denim. The top, the, it, they, no, no. It's called the business mullet is what they called it. You know. Oh, no. Yeah, they called it the business mullet suit. Um, which I, I kind of get that concept. Um, but they they showed some guys wearing jeans that had like uh, a tan-colored tweed or suede jacket. Looks really good, which, by the way, just a couple of weeks ago, I bought a brand-new western-cut uh, suede tan sport jacket, and I absolutely love it. It's the most comfortable jacket and one of the sharpest-looking jackets I've ever bought. Uh um- Along those lines, I had, um, or I still have, a tweed. It, it's like got kind of a, a a green and a brown woven together, and it's got the, like the leather patch on the elbow. Yeah. Now that and would look good with jeans. I, I wear that with jeans. Um, when I years back, I had a chance to go to um, England, and I wore that everywhere I went. You probably Loved fit it. right in. Yeah. Like an Oxford professor. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. You didn't walk around with a pipe in your hand, did you? Or clenched between your teeth? Surely not. Who told you? (laughs) No. He's kidding. No, of course not. Yeah. (laughs) These are the jokes. Right. These are the jokes. It's pretty pretty bad when you have to announce that. Right. We talk about great uh, great, uh, bumper stickers. That would be a good one. These are the jokes. These uh, are the jokes. I don't know. They always sound good until you think of them later, like a week later, and go, what was I thinking? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we've had that happen a couple of times. But, anyway, moving back, um, I I just recently... Now, I, I've always worn blue jeans. Uh, I've got a collection of cowboy hats hanging on my wall. Um, I've had a couple of Western-style belts. But i got to tell you, 
I, I recently bought a genuine real cowboy belt buckle, which is a, you know, it's, I'm trying to think of something, like the size of a small saucer. And it's it's metal. It, I put that thing on there, and I tell you what, I feel like my um, I, I feel like a soldier, a Roman soldier, who's has his and I'm using the biblical term loins gird up, you know. Um, I feel like I could take on the world. Grr. Yeah, it, it's a very manly feeling. Like uh, my pants are going to stay up, and and this is me, and you know these are the jokes. So, and I can, <laughs> and I can deflect. Bullets right. with my belt buckle. So, um, and that, along with the new pair of cowboy boots I've had. Now, I've worn cowboy boots before. Um, I've had some problem with uh, neuropathy in my feet, so I've been kind of afraid to uh, purchase a new pair of cowboy boots, not thinking that they would be comfortable. But not long ago, I tried some on, walked around in them, and they were very, very comfortable even with the neuropathy. So, um, as I said before, I was uh, in Branson, or Springfield, Missouri, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I bought a pair of cowboy boots, and uh, as I was buying them, uh, per- trying them on, I did mention earlier, a couple of shows back, that uh, the guy sitting next to me was Johnny Lee. He was getting him some Western clothing, too. The guy that sang Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Um, that was kind of cool. I got my picture taken with him. Um, and, the- and then I've- I bought several Western shirts, too. And the Western shirts, I, uh, they-, they have those little button snaps. Uh, they don't. They don't actually button. They kind of snap, and they have like the little pearl. Yeah, pieces to the them. The little mother pearl or yeah. pearlescent. And and they have nice designs. Um, I and one of one of them that I have that I really really love is like a solid white shirt with the white pearl snap buttons, and it's got the black line ac- uh, across each side uh, above the pocket, and then one black line all the way across the back horizontally. Uh, looks really really sharp. And uh, but I got to tell you, Jim, since I've been wearing these kinds of clothes, um, I I feel I really really feel more professional and more confident than I do if I just put on a pair of sneakers, a t-shirt, and a pair of blue jeans. So I I think there's something to be said for dressing up and having an air of confidence about yourself when you yep. you know you know I, like when you get ready for Sunday church and you stand in front of the mirror and that tie is on straight. You know, you slapped on the cologne, and you you're walking out of the bathroom, and you feel great. Yep, something to be said for that. And I read a study recently that said people that are in the workforce that dress up tend to be about ten percent more productive than their counterparts who don't. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. What What do they attribute that to? They said they attributed it to an air of confidence and pride in in their production. Ah. Uh, but they think that it is somehow related to that moment when they get up, they get dressed, they walk out the door ready mentally to go. And I think there's something to that. I think a that's, sense of- you know, um, growing up, going to church... You know, it used to be, well, if somebody said, well, what, what should I wear? You know, if you were inviting somebody, and the answer was always the same, the best you've got. Yep. If, if the best you've got is a pair of jeans with holes in them or whatnot, it's the best you've got. Um, yeah, better better show up than not. Yeah. And, you know, you do, to, the, do the best you can. Today, when people go to church, it's whatever's clean. I mean, that's what it boils down to a lot of times with a lot of people. Not everybody. Not everybody. And and I think a lot of that is attributed to um, our modern lifestyle of being in a hurry 
Maybe we didn't get the chance to do all the laundry Saturday night. Uh, we shoved some in Sunday morning. Or what, whatever the case may be, we can attribute it to a rushed lifestyle. Where it used to be, uh, being ready for Sunday took all week <laughs> for some of right. us. <laughs> Um, I, I remember, you know, and, and I remember as soon as coming home, uh, as we came home from church before lunch, what was the first thing mom and dad told you to do? Go hang change up your, your clothes, hang up your Sunday clothes. Yep. You would change into your Sunday afternoon clothes. And then before church Sunday night, you'd change back into them. Yep. Oh, you had, you had the same kind of parents I did, didn't you? Yep. Exactly that. I, that was just commonplace. That was just what and we did. Can I go out and play? Change your like, clothes. Yeah, but don't, but don't get dirty because right. we're going, dinner's going to be in a half hour. Yeah, we're going back to church. Yeah, yep. And uh, things are different now. It's just where where the best you got still, but the best you got really sometimes isn't isn't the best you got. <laughs> so, well, and you don't have to be a snob to absolutely. want to dress dress up and present yourself well. It's just there, there's a difference between being proud. And taking some pride in your overall appearance. And I don't care how good you look. If you come to church and put somebody else down because they aren't dressed up, whoever they are, then yeah, yeah, then something's wrong. Yeah, check check that at the door. You need to check your internal clothing. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot to be said for, for dressing up. I, I like to dress up. Uh, I like to dress down, too. So... There, it's there's an appropriate time for it, but anyway, I digress. So, oh, speaking of <laughs> dressing and preparing yourself for church, um, or whatever, dressing up, Jim, you you re- you have relatively short hair, correct? Yeah, you know, of course, that I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it what touches your ears? What well, right? It's not like mullet length in the back or anything like that. Um. But my hair, it, 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 most of the time it doesn't touch my ears. It's tapered up around, but I leave it long up front and on top because I can style it. Yep. And I like that. It, I got to ask you, Jim, do you own a hair dryer? Um, confession time. Ma- Hang on, let me close the booth. Yeah, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm honestly not sure. I'd have to look around to see. No, if it's I a did. heat gun. <laughs> No, I've got a heat gun. There's a big difference. Yeah, right. There is a like a, a five thousand watt difference, probably. Yeah, you do not want to make that mistake again. I, yeah, right. <laughs> uh oh, there's a story to be told here. Yeah, I I had never owned a hair gun. I uh, I was producing CDs for somebody a, a, a some hair, years ago. A hair, a hair gun. A hair gun. Yeah, a heat gun. <laughs> I. Uh, I was producing some CDs and packaging them as a sideline business, and I, I the, the shrink wrap material. So I bought a heating gun and right. made the mistake of turning it on, setting it down, and sticking my hand in front of it one time. No, no, no. Yeah, let me tell you, I drew it back faster than if that thing was a rattlesnake. <laughs> I think I might have been better, uh, felt better, uh, being bitten by a rattlesnake. Those things are hot. But uh, anyway, back to the hair dryers. Uh, yeah, I um I recently threw away my hair dryer of sixteen no seventeen years. It served me well, um, and there was nothing really wrong with it. I didn't think 
I I thought, well, maybe it's old, maybe it's worn out a little bit. Probably probably wouldn't hurt to get a new one. And so I went and bought a new one for like eighteen bucks. And I've been using it. I love it. It works great, but it doesn't seem to work any better than the old one did. I don't know why that is, but um, yeah, I don't. If you got longer hair, a hair dryer is great, man. I I tell you what else I've been using in my hair to kind of style it. You you might laugh, you might not. I don't know. Beeswax. In, instead of a, a mousse or gel or anything like that, um, I originally got the beeswax because last year I was sporting a handlebar mustache. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. I just thought it was a good idea at the time. It's, <laughs> it wasn't because I've got one of those mustaches that the right, the right side of my mustache grows five times faster than the left side. Oh, no. Yeah. So And, and I'm sitting there being trying to trim one side. Oops, trim that too short. Trim the other side, you know. And the next thing you know is you've made a mess of it and you have to shave completely. So I had this jar of beeswax that I wasn't using, and I decided to put a little in my hair because I kind of I comb it up and back, kind of a uh, the front side of it looks like a pompadour, for lack of a better word. Um, and the beeswax really, really held, and I, I liked it. And if it does go a little flat during the day, you just comb it back up and you're good to go. Nice. So, and, um, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It, it sounds like you and I are both going through the same season of life. Yeah, like facial yeah, well, hair changes. You just shaved recently, correct? Well, yeah, there were reasons for that, but um, no. Uh, I told you the doctor more... said that would go away. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, I've been paying more attention to uh, how I dress. Right. You know, I'm not. I'm not opposed to wearing jeans, but. You know, I put it put a, a, a nice shirt on and a jacket to go with. Yep. And 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 some some shoes that's that look halfway decent, um, rather than just going t shirt, tennis shoe, and right. And um, no, it's some good stuff. And and then you talk about hair, and I've actually um, I went to the barber for the first time in forever. Right. And. Um, left the stuff up on top a little bit longer. Did you now? Because I did. I did. It, it's It still has a ways to grow in, but at least now when I sweep it back and it dries, I actually get a little bit of that wave back. There you go. Your hair's so, a little curly like mine, too. Oh, oh my hair. My hair left to itself. I, I, I could... When I was in You get college, that little Irish afro going? No. Irish afro. <laughs> You'll think about that later. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to. Okay. Um, Irish no. it being red, Afro it being really curly. Oh well, yeah. It's 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 really curly. When I was back in college, I actually got accused of getting a perm. <laughs> and oh, I don't believe you. I'm I like, won't even ask I, who who, who I, accused you of that. I have an idea, but I'm not even going to ask. To be honest, I forgot. But it was. But when I told him, no, I've never had a perm. Uh, oh no, you've had a. a I, I don't care enough about it to lie to you. Right. Oh, you've had a. Per- it's like okay, whatever, fine. You go tell your lies. I don't give a care. And um, it's like, but uh, you know, I, I can I can either tease it up, and it'll and it'll all go curly, or I can comb it, and it all goes wavy. Right. That's about I'm like that's about what mine I kinda, does. I kind of like the I kind of like the wave. I I used to hate the waviness because mine was so wavy it was borderline between wavy and curly, 
and my aunt lived in one of these little senior citizens' apartments, and all the little old women would come over when I was there to talk to her and stuff, and they would run their fingers through my hair going, oh, it's just like Liberace. Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's what I needed, 28 years old and single. No, yeah, no. So, no. I wish my brother George was here. Yeah, made me cry all the way to the bank. Um, <laughs> any of you that know anything about Liberace know where that come, knows where that come, came from. So, but... I as I got older, my hair is thinning now. It's getting longer. It it doesn't curl as much. It still does if if I let it get unmanageable. It'll start to curl up um, and look like it could very easily be a perm. So I, I completely know what you're talking about there. I am thinning seriously on top, and I can tell this when I get out of the shower because you know your hair just kind of lays where it is or where it's or it doesn't lay where it's not so to speak, when you look in the mirror, you go, oh, there's a spot I've seen more of than I did yesterday. Right. So, um, I, my, my brother, who's seven years younger than me, couldn't grow a hair on the top of his head to save his life, probably. Uh, I, I got a feeling within the next ten years, I'll be in that, be in that same wig factory. So, or whatever, you know, be in the same boat. So... But that's okay with me. I'm resolved. Now, I, somebody said, you know, somebody said, you know, you might look good if you shaved your head. And I'm thinking that day will come. But if I've got it, flaunt it right now, you know. <laughs> right. Because I might shave my head and three months later decide, nope, this looks not good for me and try to grow it back and can't. You know, <laughs> I'm, that's that's my fear right there. You know, okay, you're laughing because you've thought of this before, right? Maybe? <laughs> no, not so much. If it was going to grow, it'd be it'd still be growing. <laughs> I don't know. I just scared it's, to death. I shave it. Nope, don't like it. Uh-oh. You know. No. Oh it's kind of like when you were a kid and you mom and dad were gone and you took the VCR apart thinking you could put it back together, you know? <laughs> and then there's six extra pieces. No, that never happened yep. to me. Um <laughs> No, I've done that before. Right. Now, I, I did take something apart one time, and I did get it back together. I, I'll i tell you that off the, that story off the air. And the only reason I oh, am not going to tell that it, must be a good one. <laughs> oh, it is. But I'm afraid Mom and Dad might uh, dial into the podcast someday and go, hmm, you know. Oh, I, you're, already in, you're already in trouble. I, <laughs> well, I learned from experience. I'll tell you what happened years ago. I mean, me and my sister were like 10 years old. We waited till Mom and Dad were gone. And we unwrapped all the Christmas presents, just one end of them. You know, you've done this before, maybe, uh, maybe not. Um, just to <laughs> no, see what no, was. I, <laughs> yeah. I would never. Oh, your mom ever. and dad listens too, do they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, I've, I've done that. Okay, so we unwrapped one end of it just to see what we were getting. I kid you not, Jim. It was twenty years later. We bring it up at the at a dinner table. It's not even near Christmas. Me and my sister are laughing about it. My mom and dad get furious, especially my dad, furiously really? upset. I can't believe we trusted you. You know, we thought you were good kids. <laughs> All the guilt trip, oh, you know. Oh, my word. So, um, yeah, I learned a long that time. Is... Confession is not necessarily good for the soul. <laughs> that is bizarre. So, anyway, <laughs> moving right along. No, my, my this is this is this is where I, I I insist that the reason that I took your dad's class twice right was because I just loved it that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, is he he was responsible for grading me, so he knows better. Oh, me too. I mean, and, and for anybody that's wondering, Jim and I went to the same college. My dad was one of the the history professors there, 
And so we, uh, I passed history because I had to. My life depended upon it. He often <laughs> reminded me of that in front of the other students. Um, I think of one time in particular. I, the cool thing about that, though, because I knew I had to pass, I had to get the right answers to the test and, and make good grades, there, were, there was a number of students uh, that depended on me to help them do the same. And that was fun. Uh, that increased uh, my popularity on the uh, thermometer just a little bit, um, especially with a few young ladies there. So one of them yes. being a mutual friend of ours, yes. who, who you know rather well more recently. Um, yes. Yeah, I had fun studying with her. Um, but anyway, yeah, wh- boy, we're, we're, we've gone, we've really chased some rabbit trails here. Yes, but it's been fun. Yes, it has been <laughs> fun. Um, speaking of fun, I, I don't think I, did I tell you the story last week about going into the sporting goods store with my dad? You might have read this on Facebook. I got to tell, I got to tell everybody, I'm going to tell this again. It's so funny. Um, I was in Springfield, Missouri a few weeks ago with my dad on vacation, and my brother and my nephew, we decided to go into this men's store. This men's store is really cool. It's, it's called For Him. I think that was the name of it. They sell everything from wallets, key rings, hats, and other manly doodads. Well, we got there <laughs> earlier earlier than, we, than they opened, and so we decided, it was about uh, 30 minutes before they opened, we decided to walk down the strip mall and see if anything was open and go in. Well... Near the end of the strip mall, there was this um, sporting goods store, and they sold everything from soccer balls to to uh, weightlifting equipment. One of these things, <clears throat> my dad got on. I couldn't. I, I didn't even dare risk it. You hang your feet in them, and it turns you upside down. You know what I'm talking about? Inverter. Oh yeah, yeah, an inversion. Yeah, it, torture device I, I is what it is. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so anyway, we go in, and my dad's walking about thirty feet ahead of me. And I'm I'm walking by the sales count counter. Everybody in the store that works there is dressed up like you know sports coaches. They got shorts, jogging pants on, t-shirts, and whistles. And so I'm walking past the sales counter, and the guy looks at me. And says, "Is there anything I can help you with?" And I pointed to my dad, thirty feet in front of me, and said, "I'm just following him." And the guy raises his fist up to his chest and he shakes him. He goes, "And you're doing great." <laughs> just like a coach just like a coach and it, I laughed because you, you know I'm thinking this guy's a coach this is who he is and I thought what a great attitude here's a guy I'm doing something just as simple as walking behind my father and he says you're doing great what you know and it, it made me laugh but it made me think too at the same time that how Something so simple can be so important. No matter what we do, we need to do our best at it. Yep, that's true enough. So, I and I, I, I was thinking about that later. Now, last year, we on family vacation went to the Grand Canyon. And my dad looked like an African jumping frog. He was just jumping all over the place. You know, the, the Grand Canyon, there are parts that have fences and walls, and there are parts that don't. And you can actually, if you're brave enough... Jump down levels, go out on rocks that are way out. Well, my dad, always been a very courageous man, starts doing this. Now, keep in mind, he's almost 69 years old at this time. He is jumping around from ledge to ledge, going out on these rocks that are 150 feet from the rim, and and doing all sorts, and, and the family is, like, scared to death. My brother is following him right on his tail. You know, just... Dad, you're going to fall. Please come back with me. <laughs> you know? 
But anyway, it made me think of that. Um, that no matter what you're doing, you know, you're just following your dad. It's so important how you do it and why you do it and whatever, you know. And this guy just had a great attitude. Made my day when he said that. And you're doing great. <laughs> I thought, you're doing a fine job. I got to remember that. I really do. So, yep. Um, let's get into a few other things, Jim. Hey, um, Amazon's got a new product out. The Echo Dot. Are you familiar with this? No. What's that I all about? I want one. Have you heard about the Amazon Echo? Um, it's a tu- no. tubular device-like, and you plug it up, and it hooks to your Wi-Fi network, and it does all sorts. Of- now, if you've got an iPhone, it's a, it's a lot like Siri, but it's a singular unit. There's no screen on it or anything. And you call it by name. I think it's Alexa or something like that. Um, Alexa, what's the temperature outside? It's 76 degrees. And female voice or whatever you want to change it to, I guess. Um, Alexa, play Stevie Wonder's Greatest Hits, whatever. It'll start playing it. You can even hook it up to control the lights in your house and the temperature in your house. Huh. Uh, Alexa, adjust the temperature to 64 degrees or turn this light off. Turn this light on. Uh, it just seems like really, really cool. Well, the Echo uh, cost, I think, around $200, somewhere around there. Well, they got this smaller version out that does the same thing, the exact same thing, from what I understand. It's smaller, but it's only $49. It's coming out the end of October. Okay. So check that out when you get a chance. Uh, that looks really cool. But I keep asking, do I really need this? And do, am I really going to have this thing turn on the lights for me and adjust the temperature? No. Right. The, the only cool thing is it, you can tell it to wake you up at certain times or set reminders. I do that on Siri all the time anyway. Um, right. So do I really need it? No. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, I might just got to have it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> might just got to have it. So... Oh, hey, we we skipped a part of the show we don't normally skip. You got any shout-outs this week? Uh, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, you think about that for a minute. I'll give one okay, real quick. Okay. Um, George, I won't say his last name. Um, I got a, a text message from somebody. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was uh, some weeks back. We did a show where we were joking about our conscience having an uh, an accent. And I got a... You remember that show, right? Yep. I got a text message from somebody that said something to the effect that their their ac- their uh, conscience had an accent, too. And it didn't click on in my mind who it was, but I thought, hey, that's great. That means somebody's listening. Um, anyway, um, I ended up talking to him today on the phone and realizing it was him when I sent this individual a text and saw that text before. So, George, if you're out there, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate the fact that you enjoyed that show, and I hope you're enjoying this show as well. So there's my shout-out to George, one of several Georges in my life. So have I wish you ha- my brother George was right. here. Yep, so we could cry all the way to the bank. Um, did you think of anybody you'd like to shout-out to? Uh, I haven't shout I, I uh, bleh. Uh... Not really. I'm probably going to make a whole lot of people angry. Um, I, I've I've kind of given shout outs to pretty much everybody. Okay. All right. So to everybody, here's this is Jim's rerun shout out all at once. It's a digital file. Just download it right now. There, you're done. Um, put that in your little folder. Jim Jim is shouting out to all of you collectively. Uh, 
collectively and 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 telekinetically. So yes, yes. I guess you heard the um, new iPhone Seven came out, or is coming out this week. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know that you're an Android man, and you don't really much have concern for these things. <laughs> Correct. I. I've- I'm not an Android man. I just got what the store had. It was cheap. The store hath made you an Android man. Oh, I guess okay. If I, if if I am to be an Android man, then I will own it and I will An Android will man you are. Courageous about it. Yes, love is all and you need. All you need is love. That's the no, Beatles no, no, on your I'm too near to Detroit. Okay. An Andro- uh, an Android man I be. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you went there. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. I, I'm always interested in getting the next upgrade of iPhone. Up until now, that is. I'm not so interested anymore. The uh, Apple has removed one of my favorite features and functions of the iPhones in the iPhone 7. And that being the headphone jack. They took it out. Um, to charge an iPhone, you have to use a special little cable called a lightning cable. Well, they've got the headphones now that Apple sells. From what I understand, they now have a monopoly on these headphones. They use the the lightning cable to plug into it. So basically what this means in, in a nutshell is that you can no longer listen through headphones and charge at the same time. Now, however, the good news is Apple has now created an adapter where you can do this now. You can charge and listen. The bad news is now you're going to be paying about $50 for something that you didn't even need to have an adapter for before. Yeesh. Sounds like a business scheme to me. Uh, yeah. You know, I Jimmy's g- not a fan. Yeah. Well, I I love my I have an iPhone 5S. I would like to get the uh the 6S. And I think I will eventually cuz now that the 7's coming out, it's supposedly theoretically the prices will drop on those. So, yeah, that may be my next move. But I'm going, I'm going to skip the iPhone 7. I think what will happen is uh, the iPhone 7, I think, will be to the smartphone market as new Coke was to the so- the soft uh, the, the soft drink market in the early 80s. You remember new Coke? Yep. Um, that was a big deal. It was. It was a big flop, and it ended with a big apology. And I and think... Then when they- when they brought it back, when they brought back the old Coke... It wasn't even really the, the old Coke. It didn't seem like it was the old Coke. It, it wasn't. The formula had changed a little bit. They later admitted to that. The original Coke no longer exists, from what I have what I have researched and studied in my laboratory. Um, so, yeah, but I, th- <laughs> I think that that is going to be the new Coke of the 22nd or 21st century. That's what I think. Uh, I think Apple's before it's all over. Apple's going to apologize. Uh, we'll see. It remains to be seen. But I, I, I do love uh, my iPhone 5s. I hope to upgrade to a six. So um, anyway, um, what you still liking your Android, your smartphone? Any problems with it? No, I've been pretty satisfied with it. Actually, I did just buy. Well, I haven't. I haven't gotten it yet. I ordered one of these Bluetooth. Uh, headsets yeah how do you like it oh no i haven't gotten it yet oh okay but i'll 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 let you know i 
I probably am going to end up being sorry because I didn't buy like a name brand one where the quality is supposed to be really good. I ended up, I got one mm. of these online apps uh, where I ended up getting a, a cheaper one. Was the app Wish or Geek? Yes. <laughs> How did I know that? <laughs> I have ordered from those apps before. It was it was Wish. Wish, yeah. I I uh, I ordered a mouse for Seth. I ordered some clip-on lenses for my camera on my phone. <laughs> I just I just ordered a mouse from Wish. Oh, did you really? It was, was it decent the one enough. with the blue LED spider on it? No, no. It's I don't even know if they carry the same one we ordered. It was uh, uh probably about a year ago. Um, I keep looking at some of the stuff and I'm thinking, yeah, I wouldn't mind having that. Um, they've got some cool watches on there that have the three the three micro dials. And what I've learned by looking real closely at those photographs, those three sub dials are are non non functional. Right. And who are you trying to kid? You know, um, I I just don't like the idea of, of wearing something that's not completely authentic, part of its fake. No, I'm I'm all over that. This is from the guy who dyes his sideburns uh, brown, so the gray doesn't come through. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I, I haven't done that in a while. I'm actually going to see how gray it actually gets now, so I haven't done that in a while. I want to be distinguished, Jim. Yes, and, you yes, know, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm sporting a beard right now, and it comes in gray. What's funny is after every time I shave, um, people think that I'm much younger than I am, or or at least maybe they're just saying that to kind of... Fu- no, no, I'm going to go out on a limb here, because since I shaved my beard off... You've I've had, had the same people- experience... Oh yeah, I've had people thinking that I'm much younger than what I am. I've had uh, young ladies that uh, I deal with in my office all the time. We'll be talking about something, and they'll, um, I'll, I'll just ask them. The topic will come up. I'm going, well, how old do you think I am? And when I'm clean shaven, I get usually uh, bet- uh, between 29 and 35, and that just makes my day. Of course, I just turned, <laughs> I just turned 46. But I have learned never, ever, ever would, uh, would I it. want to ask them how old they are. Now, sometimes they'll say something like, I have five kids or something. I'm like, you don't look a day older than ninth grade, you know? And they're like, oh, thank you, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and I sincerely mean it. I wouldn't, I would not intentionally, uh, tell a, give a woman a compliment. Not, not, uh, well, that's not right. I wouldn't intentionally give a woman a false compliment. I learned something at Midwestern, though, speaking of giving women compliments. They're not always appreciated. Right. It seemed when we were at that age in college, you give a woman a compliment, they thought you were after something. And you were. (laughs) But Yeah, but but we're gentlemen, so what we were after was was pretty mild stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. We weren't after the the whole nine yards. We were just after their companionship. Yeah. Yeah. L- let's hang out, <laughs> go for a walk, you know, go to the... We Sit had the on student, the couch, go play ping pong. We had the student lounge. Yep. The elbow room. The elbow yeah. room. The infamous elbow room. <laughs> yep. And so, um, uh, but some just thought you were... They would. I, I remember one particular young lady who shall remain nameless um, that... Um, I would give compliments to, and I would get like the snake eyes, you know, the evil eye after paying a compliment. And I'd be like, what? And they would just glare you down. I'm like, it's a compliment. There's nothing insincere about it. If you don't like it, 
Trust me, you'll never get one again from me. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. If if a woman can't take a sincere compliment, I mean, if you're trying to butter them up, if you're trying to get something, if you're if you're if yeah. you've got ulterior if you've got ulterior motives, I'm all over that. I get that. Yeah, and they're but smart. You know, they can see through that. They can. Well, for the most part, the, the the not not all the time because sometimes what you're dealing with is the ones that think they can see through it, and you're being sincere. Yeah, yeah. Well, such as it was in the case, in my case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I've had the same experiences, and it's like, you know what? I tell you what. A second ago, I was interested. You right. can't take a compliment when I'm being sincere. Never mind. You got baggage. I'm done. Yeah. I'll tell you something funny. When I first went to Midwestern, I had a couple of things going for me. Number one, I, I was one of the most popular professor's son, sons. <laughs> I had that really going for me. I mean, it. I played it to the hilt, too, let me tell you. <laughs> the other thing that I had going for me was the minute I sat down at the piano and started playing Elvis Presley's Treat Me Nice. Um, for the most part, everybody thought that was kind of cool. Everybody except Mr. and Mrs. Jeffries. <laughs> but oh, uh, no. yeah, yeah, I'll never forget when I broke when I broke my fingers, um, and Mr. Jeffries took me to the emergency room and they they wrapped him up. I was in a car accident, and I asked how long was it going to be before I could play the piano. And the doctor said, probably about eight weeks. You should have seen the smile cross Mr. Jeffries' face. Oh my word! Yeah, he didn't like to. I it, and I'm not. And I'm not a terrible pianist, and Jim will tell you this. But my style was not what's what shall we say, um, fundamentally correct. <laughs> fundamentally correct. That's a that's a good term. Uh, yeah, that was that was well, a nice use of that. I yeah. That. So, um, but a, a lot of the young ladies and some of the men used to. We used to. You remember we'd hang around the piano, and um, yeah. I learned to play the piano by listening to Jimmy Swaggart records. Uh, growing up, so that'll tell you a little bit about my style versus um, what I called white stuff shirt music, you know. So when when I went back to church on the weekends, I had a buddy there who ended up later going to Midwestern for a little while, and I said, "You're gonna love Midwestern. It's great. I promise you this. If you go there and don't get a girlfriend within the first two weeks, there's something wrong with you." Well, <laughs> the next semester. I went back to church and was like, forget what I said, man. If you don't get a girlfriend there within the first two weeks, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the yeah, dating see, there, scene there's, was... there's a whole show oh, that ought to be devoted to Midwestern the dating, dating scene. Yeah. <laughs> Midwestern dating scene. First of all, special dispensation was required to exit the eight-mile limit. Yep. And then there was the six-inch yes. rule. The six-inch rule. Chaperone rule. Chaperone rule. Chaperone rule. Yeah, and then yeah. even if you did go out with a chaperone, you would be called into the dean's office the next day to be questioned about it. Yes. That happened to me. That happened to me and was told later that uh, the dean was convinced I was lying through my teeth about something that did not ever happen. But such is life. That's that's how it goes. So... I, well, I, that's, I went, that's what happens when you got a bunch of people that think that uh, the Holy Spirit's out of town and they've been the designated right. guilter. Exactly. Good way to put it, I guess. Yeah, it was. I went on a double date uh, with a young lady. Had very long hair. I can't remember her name. It'll come to me later. And then um, uh, the guy's name was his first name was Steve. You know who I'm talking about? A big guy. Um, and his his girlfriend's name was I think Wendy. 
You probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. ended up getting married, been in the ministry yes. for a long time, and eventually became dorm parents there themselves. Yep. Well, when I got there, I was asked to go on a double date with them. We went. We went out to eat, stopped off at a little park. We got out and walked around the park, got back in and went back home. And the next day, I was called into the dean's office because the dean heard there was a double date, and he thought something went on that didn't. And uh, was asking me for details. I gave him every last detail I could, and he kept pressing me for more. And there wasn't any more. Just wasn't. So uh, they 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 finally they pulled me out of chapel to to be questioned by him. Interesting. But uh, I wouldn't trade my Midwestern experience for anything. I really wouldn't. I made good lifelong friends there, such as yourself. So I'm very yep, content. Yep. I'm very content with. Uh, the life I, I I will say this I learned more about life and friendship there than I ever learned about ministry or education. <laughs> I'll say that, and and I will tell you this too. I have talked to several people who have gone there, and they told me the same thing. Yeah, and it's and I'm not putting down that school at all. I'll say this: there's a lot of schools that people are probably feel the same way about. So. The education you get from almost any school you get is not necessarily what you learn in books, but what you learn in life, which, yep, yep. which carries on indefinitely in the workforce, in the home, no matter where you go, there you are. <laughs> right, right. So, hey, wait a second. I- yep. And on that note, Jim, it is time for us to depart. So, any closing Aww. thoughts? Ten seconds. Closing thoughts? Nope, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, well... He's drawing a blank, and um, I guess yeah, I'm what, drawing what, a blank too. So, which, which which color crayon did I use for drawing a blank? I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, y'all have a great day. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Have a fantastic day. Remember to use your Amber Alerts. <laughs>